Brandon, welcome to the show. Well, well, wait a minute. Uh, UFC flyweight champion, Brandon Morano. Hey, that sounds amazing, bro. Has it gotten old yet, or is it still awesome to hear that? Man, it's still awesome to hear that. You know, it's, it's crazy. Right now, you know, I, I, I'm living the dream, literal. Um, I, I don't know, man. I try to imagine the, the moment. Even uh, right now, is I I believe it. You know, I, be, I believe it. I can I can feel it. <laughs> but I remember Sunday morning. Sunday morning, even yesterday, I still I still thinking like, man, this moment is crazy. Yeah, it was such an incredible fight, man. Congratulations, and uh, it was such a happy moment. And like, I don't mean for you, I mean for me, like, it was so happy for me to just see you win. Like you had one of those wins, like, uh, like Rose Namajunas, you know what I'm saying? Like one of those wins where it's just like, you feel so good because the person deserves it so much and they're so happy. It's just like you sit back and you just feel so good that they won that belt. You know what I mean? So it was like, man, you made my day on that one. Man. I mean, obviously every single fighter has his own reaction when they get the belt. For example, Charles Oliveira running around the cage, the yeah. octagon, sorry, very happy. For me, I remember, you know, myself going to the center of the octagon and just start to watch all the crowd around the arena. And that moment was like, feel a lot of peace in my soul, you know, a lot of calm in my body. And then like, you know, like a few minutes later, I start all the emotions start to come into my to myself to my body, and you know I start I start crying. I saw like I, actually it's funny because when I talk with other people, uh, he told me something like, "Hey man, that night was so emotional for everybody." I'm start crying too. Like man, <laughs> everybody, anybody yeah. cares. That moment was fine. Everybody, everybody one 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 uh, uh, can cry that night. No problem. I know you said your daughter was a big inspiration coming out to the ring, but you were very confident before the fight. Now, being confident is one thing, but when you go out there, you still have to get through one of the best fighters in the world. Um, so, I mean, it was, it was obviously, that's a, that's a tough task. So when you were in the fight, did it ever just click to you where you thought like, okay, I got this? And, and where, where did that happen at? Where you felt like maybe, okay, like, this is going to be my fight. Like, I got it. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it, it's just a matter of time. Man, to be honest, I, I felt the, the victory. In the in the press conference, actually. Oh, you really? Know? You were in his head. Man, I saw Figueroa like different. I don't want to say scared, but you know, different with a different aura around himself. You know? Yeah. Like, uh, uh, like a little bit angry, like frustrated. <laughs> yeah. uh, keeping his sunglasses, doesn't want to watch me directly to the eyes. And I I understand the first fight was a war, you know. And I think he wasn't prepared for another war with me. But at least for me, I was ready to die. It was necessary to get that belt. So I really felt... Actually, when he pushed me in the press conference, in the first face-off, I saw his face and I said something like, no, I won. I won this. Yeah, that loss of control. I mean, sometimes it's a build a fight or whatever. And sometimes, you know, some fighters like the Diaz brothers, you know, they, they can use that and, and fight better. But most of the time, it's a show of weakness. You know what I mean? Like, it's a little bit of uh, insecurity when, when you have to, like, try to intimidate. And you feel like you're not intimidating someone enough with words. You have to, like, physically do something. And so I think that I think you're right about that. I think he was kind of a little bit uh, something must have been going on there. Man, I, wa I, mean, I was very relaxed. 
uh, I understand for some all some uh, for other fighters, you know, the bad blood or how they are in, in his normal life, they need that. But I really, I really felt uh, Davison tried uh, tried too much to be the bad guy in that fight. That that was unnecessary to be honest, because for for me, I was very relaxed and very confident by myself. And so I don't know, man. I don't know. Sometimes works, but that that time was mine. <laughs> and I know, I know you you mentioned it after the fight, and it's obviously the number one question you probably had. But it's been a couple of days since the fight, so you've reflected a little bit. Um, looking back, like what was that feeling like when you felt that tap and and it sunk in finally that like you you won the fight, you're the champion, like you know all this work, all this effort, all this sacrifice has paid off like what did that feel like 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 was it how, how much different was it than every other fight you've had man just i i was in the zone yeah you know that <laughs> that night i remember when i finished the fight with a rear naked choke um davis on tops and i say to my mind something like i i did it you know i did it i i, I can't believe it uh, but i mean obviously at the same time definitely believe it i worked so hard for that for that moment you know for that bell on um, this training camp specifically was so hard was so long i, I had too much pressure uh, a, a lot of more more media more interviews talking about the fight talking about davison figueredo this guy talking with the media saying he want to knock me out in the first round that was so hard but man yeah. in that moment when i get the finish i felt like you know, I did it. <laughs> yeah, I know when, when Dana put that belt on you, I've never seen somebody squeeze and hold the belt so hard in my life as you did that belt. <laughs> you you squeezed that belt so hard, man. You could just tell the passion you had for holding that belt. Man, that I mean that belt is I mean, ten years like a professional, yeah. fifteen years doing this sport. I saw that belt I and I, I worked so hard for, for that piece of metal. Man, was nice, you know. I I remember Dana White put uh, the bell in my in my shoulder. Then I I grab it in my both hands and start to watch the bell. Uh, at the same time, when Joe Ron started to talk with me, nah, man, that moment was special. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, what what do you do to reflect on a fight? Like for me, like like when I would win a fight in the UFC or something. For me, it was you know weird. I've said this before in a podcast, but I would always like I would have a, a shower time, like sometime after the fight. Maybe when I got back to the hotel room, I'd take a like a hot shower and I'd be in there for like an hour, and I would just reflect on the camp, reflect on the struggles, reflect on the sacrifice, reflect on the fight, and kind of let it all set in and feel good and feel emotional and all these different things. What do you do after the fight to just get to yourself and kind of reflect on everything that happened without all the people talking to you and without everyone bothering you and everything? Man, to be honest, I think it's the same for me. You know, that moment in the shower, thinking about shower, everything. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't have more words uh, I uh, about your question because this is exactly like you say, you know. <laughs> yeah. I start to think about what, what happened in the fight, what happened, you know, in the media, with my people, with everybody, uh, with the crowd. in the, You know, it's exactly just like that. Yeah, well, it's, uh, yeah, I talked to somebody else right before you and another podcast. I forgot who it was, and they said the same thing. So I guess, I guess for fighters, shower, showers is where it's at. You got that lonely time, and 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 that. Hopefully, for everybody. Yeah, it's a good time to to reflect. Um, you said you left the press conference and you were super hungry and and you called out a pizza. What 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 is your favorite post fight food? Like, what is it that your your go to favorite food after a fight? 
man, I mean, obviously it's like a very, very, uh, very easy for me because I'm Mexican and I love tacos. Yeah. For real, I love tacos, but I'm always fighting in, you know, in United States, for example. So the first thing I I always eat is burgers, burgers or pigs, actually. But the most part is, is burgers. I love the American food, too. It's really, it's really good, you know. But my, my favorite uh, the food is tacos. For me, tacos. are the best. <laughs> nice and there's plenty of places in vegas to get that um and you said you had a long camp you've talked about this before your fight after your fight uh, a long camp since january uh training really hard what was your camp like 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 what was your regimen like how did you train throughout your camp throughout the week and then did you do anything different for this fight man i mean hard works uh pay off definitely for me I remember a talk with Dana White after the first fight against Figueroa, and he say like, um, "Enjoy your family, enjoy your Christmas, see you next year uh, for the rematch." And and that moment, one what one part of my of my mind is, uh, is still in the fight, you know. Yeah. Um, I tried so hard to enjoy, you know, my family, and I did it. Yes, I try uh, enjoy with my family, stay with my, uh, enjoy the Christmas. But one part of my mind is still in the fight, and starting the year, starting January, I'm start to work with my team and to make a, a better game plan than the last fight. You know, to make the drills, to make the 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 the, the hours count in the gym. You know, practice practice every single movement of the of the of the game plan. And man, at the end of the day, work so hard. You know, it's weird because. You always have a, a, a game plan uh, right. for a fight, but something happened in, uh, in the middle yeah. of, the, of the rounds, and you need to change everything. Yeah. But th- this time, everything was perfect. Ex- I mean, exactly like I, I planned everything, that exactly happens. So it was weird, but that is amazing, too. Yeah, it sounds like you did great and it was perfect because you, I heard you talk about how you kind of like set your camp up with like drills and specific things for this fight, which is very smart. Uh, a lot of fighters just train for a fight, you know, off the basic strategies and stuff like that. All right, fellas, you want to help support the podcast? I know you do. All this content, all these interviews with these fantastic guests that we're putting out for you, well, now you can. And you can save 20% off and get free shipping by getting the best below-the-waist men's grooming products on the market. I'm talking about Manscaped. All you got to do is go to manscaped.com, M-A-N-S-C-A-P-E-D.com, enter code QUICK at checkout, 20% off, and free shipping. QUICK is my nickname. It is not how you use the product. Uh, Don't be silly, fellas. Come on. Uh, but Manscaped offers precision-engineered tools for your family jewels, and now they have the new Lawnmower 4.0, which is next level, the best trimmer on the market ever made. What makes it different? It has skin-safe replacement ceramic blades, controllable LED lights, wireless charging dock, and a 7,000 RPM motor with quiet stroke technology, and it's even waterproof. They also have a full line of hygiene and grooming products like the Shears 2.0 Luxury Nail Kit, Crop Mops, Preserver, Reviver, and a lot more. Manscaped has everything you need to appeal to your lady friend, but don't thank me. Thank yourself by going to manscaped.com, entering code QUICK, get 20% off, get free shipping. It's a win-win for you. It's a win-win for us, and you're supporting the podcast.
you know, when you were, when you were training, I like to ask this question for up and coming fighters because they, they, obviously you're an inspiration now you're a champion and you were before an inspiration to a lot of fighters coming up. Um, and, and sparring was always, it's been obviously a big issue and has always been a big issue. I'm from the old school. So AKA is like from the old days, like Militich, Lions Den, AKA. So we were just like crazy sparring, beating the shit out of each other and like going way too hard. And we had to like adjust and be smarter over the years and learn that like, you know, you don't have to beat each other up every single day and hurt ourselves to get ready for a fight. What do you do about sparring? Like, do you spar like at once or twice or three times a week? And how hard do you go? Um, so right now I, I'm, I, I, I keep doing uh, sparring, you know, yep. I have two sessions of sparring, one session with, uh, small gloves, to do more, you know, grappling and, and jiu-jitsu. And one, one session with a, a big gloves, you know, like 16 ounces uh, to throw more punches in, right. in that sparring. So right right now I can, I, I feel like I can do it, you know, like that. Yeah. I have 27 years old. I feel comfortable and I feel very fresh when I do sparring. And I think that helps uh, too much uh, in the moment with the fight. Definitely... I need to change uh, my trainings uh, in the future, you know, yeah. because I'm very young. Again, 27 years old, but I'm starting to sport very, very young too. You know, when I had a, a 12 years old, so I have, uh, again, 15 years doing uh, this sport, you know. Yeah. So I know I need to take care of my, of my brain. I need to take care of my body in the future. Yeah, and so you've been a champ for a couple of days now. I appreciate you coming on the show so fast. I, I love having this interview with you because I, I was so excited for your fight. And, and obviously, when I saw your fight, I, would, I was just like, man, I'd love to talk to you and, and have you on the show. I didn't expect it to happen so fast. And I definitely didn't expect your manager to re reach out to me. So I was super honored to, to have you on, man, so fast. Um, how, is your, how has your life changed? Have you noticed anything being a champ in the last couple of days? I mean, has it been a lot more calls, a lot more attention, a lot more? Like, what's changed as far as being a champion in the last couple of days? I know it's been only a few, but. Man, I mean. To, to be honest with you, I mean, to be really honest, this is my eighth uh, interview today. Yeah. <laughs> Me, my interview number eight today. I, I wanted to finish my, my compromises with the media. To, uh, and after that, I, 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 want, I need vacations. You know, yeah. I, I want to go to Puerto Vallarta with my family, you know. Uh, but uh, yeah, I, I want to finish my compromises with the media because that is a, is a real part of this job. So my life changed like too much <laughs> like too much uh, i have more like my social media is crazy right now right now uh the, the people in the street uh, 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 wanting to get an autograph and a picture with me on um, again the interviews the, the media it's crazy brother it, it, it's crazy but at the same time i feel like i'm prepared for that responsibility too yeah and i know you said you want a vacation and possibly a beach and and man i'll be honest with you I happen to know a guy who has a big gym on a beautiful island in Phuket. So if you want to take a vacation to okay. Thailand, you have an open invitation and I will take care of you. So that's kind of far. I know <laughs> I guess it's kind of far for you, but uh, anytime you want to come to Phuket and, and, and have a vacation and relax with your family, I got you, man. And uh, got a great gym. Uh, we can go to the islands. We can do a lot of stuff. So speaking of vacation, I just want to throw that out there for you. Man, that sounds amazing. Actually, it's a possibility in the future, definitely. Right now, the plan is to go to uh, to Puerto Vallarta. It's a nice beach here in Mexico. Yeah. But for sure, in the future, I wanna I, I wanna go to Thailand and, and know that that place. 
Yeah, and I was going to ask you when you were going to go to Mexico, actually. Um, you're going to be, by the way, you're going to be absolutely, not that you don't know this, you're going to be absolutely huge in Mexico. Like, so Javier Mendez is one of my best friends, head coach for Team AKA. Uh, obviously uh, had Kane Velasquez, which you looked up to, and you and you you know I've mentioned or you've mentioned him bringing uh, the UFC to to Mexico and stuff like that. Um, and from Javier, we just talked about this the other day, but um, you know Javier mentioned about how big Kane got in Mexico and how how famous and how huge and and how big the Mexicans got around Kane being you know that he's not Mexican born. But he's, you know, he's of Mex Mexican heritage, and so is Javier. You being Mexican-born in Tijuana, man, I have, I have a feeling you're going to be so big in Mexico, and you got to be so excited to go back there. Like, when, when are you going back to Puerto Vallarta? And, man, you, you got to tell me how excited you are. <laughs> man, uh, actually, right now, I, I, it's nothing official. I, I can't say nothing officially. Yeah. But, the, you know, the UFC and I, we are – actually right now working to do something to bring again the UFC to Mexico. That would be amazing. Um, no, I have an important position right now. You know, the the responsibility is huge, but at the same time, I know I can do something for the new generations. Uh, you know, I, I feel so weird talking about generations because I have 27 years old, but it is what it is. At the end of the day, I have that position and, and I, I want to take advantage of that to help the sport in my country, you know, it's hard because the sport is, is new, you know, is new in the world. Imagine in my country, is more new. But I think we are in the correct way to do something great in the sport. And you've proven you can have star power and, and, and the it factor by being nice and being happy and not necessarily talking shit and being the heel and being negative and stuff like that. And you're in such a good position because you've got a, a whole country behind you and you're the only UFC champion that's that's born obviously in mexico so that's a huge market for the ufc so considering that a lot of the light guys in history like back when i was in the ufc before that especially they never got a lot of attention and only recently has some of the lighter guys gotten more attention but you're in an absolutely amazing place because you have a whole country that's actually a big market that the ufc wants to take on and you're the guy. You're the guy. And and you have the it factor. Everybody loves you. Um, you're so happy. You're so appreciative. You're so humble. So, I mean, that, that's an amazing thing. And when you go back to Mexico and if, if something works out that you get a fight there, which I'm 100% sure it's going to happen, um, is that going to be pressure for you? Or are you just going to be excited and pumped up? And, and, and is it going to be something that you're going to look forward to as far as obviously fighting in Mexico, but just the pressure of it? Is that something that's going to be you're going to turn into a positive and, 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 and make you fight better, you think? I mean, I'm trying to be very positive about this situation. Uh, I live in Prussian since 2006, you know, when I started this sport. So obviously, yes, it's, it's something huge. It's a huge responsibility in my shoulders right now. But man, I, I don't know. I, I feel very, I, I really believe I feel ready for this moment. Uh, I'm trying to make the, you know, uh, the happiness, the new fashion, you know. We, we had this this era with the trash talk and these guys trying to be the bad guys in the press conference, in the fights. But for me, I'm just trying to, to make, you know, the, 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 the humble, the, the happiness, the, the, all these positive vibes, the, the new fashion. And that's it. Yeah. And I got to ask this about, uh, for all the people that are coming up as well. Um, you know, you got, you left the UFC in 2018 
and you had to you had to basically be told that you weren't good enough for the UFC. You need to go win some fights and come back. That's a tough thing. You know, I've seen people crumble in the UFC where they lose a fight in the UFC and they're not even cut and they never fight the same because they get insecure. They uh, they drop down in the rankings. They you know whatever the case. You getting completely you know kind of out of the UFC, having to work your way back in. What is your advice to, to fighters uh, that are coming up that want to be in the UFC and want to be a champion? And I know it's like never give up. I get it. That's cliche. But what is it that made you not give up? Like, what is it that, that you had to do to dig deep in yourself to not give up? Because it's easy to say don't give up. But, it, but, it, but it's, it's, you know, more importantly, you have to do something to make yourself not give up. And what did you do to, to fire yourself up, get back in the UFC, work yourself back to the top and become the champion? I think the the tough part of this is try to find to find your fire again, you know. For me, I think was my my family, you know, my my in that moment my two daughters. Uh, right now I, ha I have three, but in that that moment was my 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 two daughters, and um, you know because if I lost the my wife and my daughters lost with me, right? So. Man, that was very frustrated for me yeah. and and i say i remember that moment i'm uh, talking with 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 me and say something like man you can surrender brother because they depends of you you know definitely depends of you to survive and i i at the end of the day i do this for my family for my for for my daughters you know for a better life for them uh, obviously this this sport is 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 is, is really tough I'm doing this is for for my own goals because I'm starting this for just for love. But right now, it's a really nice and and lovely um, responsibility, you know, to make a better life for my daughter. So for I don't know for the other for other fighters, if you see religion to the company, it's not the end of the way. Definitely, I understand. It's a cliche. Never give up. It sounds uh, even easy, but this man. In the moment when you put everything in practice in the real life, that is the is the special, you know. That is the real deal. So, man, that's it. Sacrifice, dedication. Sounds easy, but it's hard. So it sounds like just attach yourself to something that's going to motivate you is basically what you're saying. And your family was yeah. what it was for you. What's up, everybody? I am here in Thailand. This is the first time I've ever been here. Been dying to come here for years. Mike Swick, he's one of the big reasons he's been trying to pull me down here. What he built down here, AKA Thailand, is incredible. There's people here from all over the world. You can train mixed martial arts here, jujitsu. They have weightlifting, they have cardio, and obviously they have Muay Thai, boxing, everything. telling you guys, I know everybody wants to go to Thailand because Thailand's so cool, but you can't come to Thailand without coming to AKA Thailand. Come on. I've seen your toy collection in your, in your room and you were so happy you got like a room just for your toys now. Um, what's going to happen now? Are you going to expand that room and get more toys? You collect Legos and Funko Pop toys, correct? 
Yes, sir. Yeah. So, so are you going to expand your room now and get some more toys? Do you have something on your list that you want to get now? And, and, and what's going to happen there? Man, that can be a possibility. I mean, I, I was living in, 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 you know, in Tijuana. When I, when I had my, my debut in, in UFC, I get the, the performance of the night. I, and with that money, I bought a, a house in, in Tijuana. Right now, I, I'm in Tijuana right now. So I bought a house and the house in that moment was, you know, was amazing. But then the family started to grow up and the space doesn't want enough. So after the, the first fight against Figueroa, I used all that money to get a house in Las Vegas, Nevada. Yeah. And, you know, the house there is huge. Yeah. And I have the, enough space to, to put more collection in my room. Right now, they, I have too much space uh, to put more, uh, more Legos and Funkons there. But in the future, you never know. Maybe, yeah, I need to expand uh, more the room to get more. Well, sounds like you already did. So, so that's good and well-deserved, sir. Um, what is your most valuable toy that you have? Uh, what, what is the one toy you can't get rid of that, that, that's like the, the most important to you? Uh, and maybe not the most important, but what's really nice bu building uh, the Batmobile, you know, a huge Lego with I don't know how many pieces, but what's really hard. I, I, I talk like that really uh, like uh, one or two weeks uh, building that that Lego. So when I, I remember the moment when I finished Lego, like, man, this is amazing. This is impressive. It feels like a real goal in your life. You understand? And, you know, and Funko Pop is, is different because the, this, the, you know, the dolls are, are, are very nice. I'm just, you know, buy and try to get the, the, the better in the, in the market. And, you know, I, I'm, a, I'm a really collector. Um, and I have to ask you, of course, I don't want to get too deep into it because I'm, I'm, I'm just wanting to talk about your win and, and your, your, your life now. But I got to ask you about Askarov. He's fighting, it sounds like, Alex Perez on July um, 31st. Uh, and apparently, you know, the, the, the talk is the winner of that fight is going to get to fight you. Um, who, who would you like to win that fight? And, and how do you see that fight going? And then how do you feel yourself matching up with those guys? Both guys are very dangerous. Um, actually, you know, I have some names, names in the future, you know, the people talk about, you know, uh, like, yes, Askarov, uh, talk about, uh, Cody Garbrandt, he lost his last fight, but he's a former champ, he has the name, so can be a possibility, and uh, the trilogy with, uh, Davison, uh, in my personal, uh, opinion, I think, I mean, the fight, the fight was very dominant very by myself, dominant, yeah. so I, Oh, but hey, he's he's a the former former champ too, so yeah, the possible the possibility is there. But you know, the the fight between Askarov and and Perez, you know, the winner, yeah, definitely is a a, a fight that fight makes sense. You know, um, Pandoja too, he beat me before in 2018, so the name is there too. I don't know, I man. Uh, There's a lot we, uh, of possibilities. There, very interesting in the future. We'll see what happens. Right now, I'm just trying to get my rest and uh, take off all these uh, part of the competition of my mind for a few days, and, and then uh, come again fresh to to start to build my, my my brand. You know. Yeah, and I gotta ask guys of your level and 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 success this question all the time. But you got into you said you got into to training I guess in 2008 or so. But you started uh, fighting pro in 2011, correct? Yeah. So you were like 18 years old fighting in Mexico. Um, I think around 18 years old, if I did the math correct, right there. 
17, 17 wow, years old. Wow, so 17. So 2011, 17. Um, what is it that got you into martial arts growing up as a kid? Like, like what is it that initially got you into to, to the martial arts area and, and start training? And what, what, what style did you start with? <laughs> Actually, I started this sport just to do something after the school, you know? Yeah. Uh, I was a little bit um, uh, chubby, is the, is the word? Like, yeah, a little chubby. Okay. Like chubby. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Too so many tacos. I just wanted to do something uh, after the school, you know, uh, to take take care of my of my of my health, and then I'm start to know more about the sport and I start to love more and more the, the mixed martial arts, and it's I mean it's literal. Here I am. I mean, after that, I start to train. I start to uh, get more experience. My, my, like you say, my professional debut in 2011, uh, 17 years old. I was literally a kid. But man, it's uh, all this life is about the experience, and, and I love it. I, I, I'm, I'm start the sport with mixed martial arts. You know, with Brazilian jiu-jitsu, with uh, kickboxing, with wrestling, with everything. And you just fell in love with it from from the start, and you knew that was what you wanted to do. Man, fun history. I remember my first uh, sparring session. I had uh, like the, you know twelve years old, uh, and I I did sparring with uh, some boy with uh, nine or ten years old. I don't remember, and I say something like, "Oh, will be like maybe easy, you know." But the other guy has. Uh, had more experience than me and kicked my ass horrible, you know, horrible. <laughs> and but not those, nothing was like like oh poor of me and no more for me. It was like okay, just give me three months, give me three months to uh, for another training session and we'll see. And man, uh, I I, I kick his ass and then you know history <laughs> that's so awesome man that's so awesome i got one, one quick question for you one more time uh just something some knowledge about about your past so i heard my friend and, and teammate dc gave you your nickname assassin baby is that is that correct no mcloving mcloving is that what dc gave yeah. you okay so, so yeah. where, where did you get your nickname assassin baby first and then we'll get into mclovin so the the announcer of, of the company when i when i did, uh, do my did my professional debut uh, he, he said he said that when he announced me you know at, at first was like hey i don't like that i don't like the nickname but then i i, I remember i won that fight and the people is, is the people start uh, saying me like that like uh i don't like too much but then at the end of the day um with the pass of the time i start to, to love uh, the the nickname and right now I, I you know I love uh, Assassin Baby. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, I got my nickname from the announcers too, Mike Goldberg and Joe Rogan. And it was the best thing in the really? world because my name is Swick and nobody could say it when I came off the show. So people would come up to me and they'd be like, oh man, you're my favorite fighter, Mike Swack, Mike Swook. Like they couldn't <laughs> say my name. And the second Joe Rogan and Mike Goldberg said quick swick, since it rhymed, that was like what okay. what made people finally understand my last name. So I was like so appreciative of that. So what did what is the story with DC? He called you McLovin, and then I like Daniel Assassin Jones. Baby. I, I like Assassin Baby better, by the way. But I just want to hear the story. <laughs> anyway, I mean, in my debut in the in the UFC, you know, my first fight in the UFC, he just say in the transmission something like, "Oh, the the guy looks like McLovin." Oh and my that's god! A short history, but then. The people start uh, uh, saying me, uh, you know, like McLovin, yeah, the Mexican McLovin, the fire McLovin, like, like, what can I say? What can I do? It's fine. I don't care. <laughs> 
That's awesome, man. You're so happy, man. It's, it, not only is it fun to watch you win and be a champion, and, and I'm such a huge fan now, but it's so great to have you on the podcast. I love having a guest like you, man. You, you make me happy just having a conversation with you. So, man, I, I really appreciate it. I know you've done a ton of interviews already, and you've done interviews today. Thanks for taking this time out for me and, and, and giving me so much of your time and, and so much of your knowledge, and I really appreciate it, and I would love to have you back on the show before your next fight just for a quick update, see how you're doing, and, and, and get a follow-up. Um, so I, w- I would man, love to have you back on. Man, thank you so much, brother. And definitely, of course, uh, nice to meet you, Richard. You're an amazing person, brother. And definitely we need to talk again in the future. Yeah, and when you get ready to come to Phuket, just hit me up, brother. I'll take care of you. I'll, I'll make sure you have your, the best <laughs> hey, trip of your life. Promise. That is a promise, of, of course. Okay, well, take care, man. And uh, I'll, I'll have, have enjoy your time right now. This is your time. Enjoy it. And uh, I'll be there watching you when you come back in and, and get ready for your next fight. Awesome, bro. Thank you so much. I, I have a, a wonderful day. Thank you. You too. Thank you. Bye-bye.